Hello, I'm Jonathan Flynn, and you're listening to the Curious Bride Podcast, helping out newly engaged couples, current brides, with tips and advice about all things weddings from my experience of photography in the wedding industry, along with previous couples' experience. So, to answer any questions about planning, booking, and ideas for your wedding, I'm here each week chatting to other suppliers and past couples about the good, the bad, and everything you had wished you had known before your wedding day. Hello guys, and welcome to episode three of the Curious Bride podcast with me, Jonathan Flynn, talking about everything weddings and wedding experiences. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to look at um, suppliers, where you can find your suppliers, how you can come across your suppliers, um, where your suppliers may be from in relation to where you're getting married, um, and how you kind of go about finding different suppliers that you may not have thought about or that you do definitely want at your wedding and not know where to start to look for them. Um, Also, later on in the podcast, we'll be joined by one of my previous brides and good friend, uh, Emma, who got married uh, earlier on this year. Um, She just goes through with us um, a little bit about her day, um, what was really good for her, anything that she um, really regrets or, well, not regrets, but wishes that she'd done differently. Um, and then, obviously, we'll, we'll come back to that after the after we've heard from her. So, um, starting today, uh, as I say, we're talking about suppliers. So, everybody needs a list of suppliers for their wedding to help their wedding work. Uh, you're going to need florist, makeup artist, hairstylist, photographer, videographer. Uh, the list can go on and on and on, depending on what your requirements are for your wedding. So... Basically, you, you just got you just got engaged. You're thinking, yeah, we're going to get married here. We're going to get married on this date. Where do I begin? The best thing to do is talk to your venue that you've selected. They often have a list of uh, recommended suppliers, or um, they may know local people in your in, in the industry um, that they can obviously put you in contact with, uh, and you can kind of go from there. Alternatively, Instagram's big for finding photographers in particular. Um, everything kind of wedding-wise goes on there and is linked to somebody else. So it may be a photo of the bride, yourself, um, with their makeup done, but the um, makeup artist may be tagged in there. Um, so it's a good place to find lovely pictures um, with amazing supplies involved in that particular shoot or that particular wedding. So it's always good to kind of not only look at the picture, but see who the tags are. If you like a particular style of flowers or or makeup or hair, um, then obviously you can find out who these people are and where they're located. Not only that, um, once you start your process of um, wedding booking, once you've got your venue, obviously, you um, you then decide on the style of photography, style of videography, style of makeup, but once you get in the train of booking with people, uh, I know myself, I give over a list of recommended suppliers that I know. Um, again, that's kind of relevant to your area because I travel nationwide. Um, like, for example, this weekend I was in Aberdeen, um, which was a nice, nice wedding. Uh, met some amazing videographers. The stylist was amazing. Um, yeah, no, it's, it was a really, really pretty wedding. But again... To think that I've been found and booked based on my work to go all the way up to Aberdeen, um, you know, it, it really does make me feel quite proud of my work and that people, there is a desire for it um, and the people will appreciate that I'm able to travel because literally all I do is pack my bag and go. 
Um, whereas people like uh, a stylist, for example, obviously they may have lots of things to bring with them depending on what you're looking for, what you're wanting. So obviously they may not travel quite as far. But again, other suppliers in the area will have recommendations for others. So I generally recommend um, makeup artists uh, in my area that for, for couples that are obviously getting married around here. Failing that, I'm in um, a list of groups um, where I can say, oh, I've got a bride that's getting married this day at this venue. Is anybody free? Um, and, and I can hand over a, a good supply of um, suppliers that way. Um, again, you know, thinking about your location, how far afield can you be looking for your suppliers? Um, and how far would you, you particularly look for that supplier. Um, again, there's no written rule saying, oh, I'm getting married in Leicester, I need to find suppliers from the Leicester area. They may not do what you want. So people are happy to travel, um, like I say, um, but again, just factor that in if they are traveling, uh, doing traveling costs, but um, it's, it's always good to think kind of outside your immediate area. Likewise, you may be traveling to your venue um, I've, I've got a couple booked for this November that are getting married at Donington Park Farmhouse, which is about an hour's drive from me, but they're actually coming up from London. Um, so obviously all their suppliers in their area aren't relevant to where they're getting married. So they're either having to bring suppliers with them or reach out to people like myself out here. Um, and obviously I, I think I came as a recommendation to them from somebody else that was at a wedding that I would, that I had photographed. Um, but regardless, um, making sure that if you're traveling, you bring your suppliers with you, or if you're traveling to a venue, you have a look at suppliers around that venue. There's no kind of written rule about where your suppliers can come from. You know, I get the occasional job where I go abroad. I've photographed a wedding in Santorini before, which was beautiful. But thinking again, why would I want to bring a photographer from the UK that's going to cost a little bit more money in travel and accommodation when there's photographers out there? Um, again, this is because the photographers out in Santorini weren't appealing to my bride. Um, so they decided to find me here, have a good look through my portfolio, decide with me that um, I, would, I would only charge for so much accommodation and travel so that we can both gain from it um, but again you know making sure that you get what you want and the, and the look and the style that you want rather than just what's on offer in that area so yeah just just be mindful of people will recommend other suppliers and other people in in each other's area so like I mentioned earlier we're going also to hear from Emma today who I photographed back in July um, Lovely, lovely Emma. Um, she's also gone on to open up her own wedding venue, which is where she chose to get married. Um, and again, she will appear on another podcast in a few weeks um, talking about her venue. Um, but she's actually jumped on um, on a voice note to say um, everything that I've, I've kind of asked her about her wedding. So passing it over to Emma. Hi, my name's Emma and I'm one of Jonathan's brides. We got married on the 25th of June at Haybell's Barn and had the most incredible day. Um, has some amazing photos back from Jonathan. Obviously, all Jonathan Flint brides will say exactly the same. Um, biggest regret of my wedding, one was probably being over emotional, and I've already had a chat with Jonathan about this. But yeah, it's 
really, really difficult, especially with being a pandemic bride, mm. to finally get to having your big day and being able to like, hold it together. I really thought that I would be okay and I just wasn't. I was just so overcome with emotion. And to be fair, Jonathan did capture that perfectly, but I do wish I was smiling as I walked down the aisle instead of roaring. Um, another regret was not having professional photos done of my firework display at the end of the night. I didn't think it would be a big deal, but it actually was quite a big part of our day. So I really wish I'd spent the extra from that perspective. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I would have changed. I tried to go for like more of a relaxed vibe because I was so conscious that I didn't want it to feel like a structured wedding. But we did miss out on stuff. So little things like speeches, we didn't get around to doing those. We had like a small station that we didn't end up using. We had sparklers, we didn't end up using those. Obviously, the fireworks weren't captured on photos. Um, I didn't get any professional photos with my leather bride jacket, which is really annoying. Um, so that, again, that's purely down to me because I said to Jonathan, like, I do not want any stage photos at all. Um, there's a couple of photos, like, from an old perspective, like, family and stuff, that they kind of wish that we'd had some group shots. And I didn't want that for my day. Like, I just wanted to enjoy it. So it's really difficult when people are like, oh, did you manage to get a photo of all of us as a group? And I'm like, oh, no, because we didn't stand together through the day. So that was probably a little regret, but not a big Um But, yeah, I think my recommendation for like brides and grooms is yeah not being an emotional rep like I was although it's an emotional day so I don't I can tell you like a thousand things that were going through my mind which made me cry which is stupid um and yeah if there is something that you're considering that is important to you so say like the fireworks find it in your budget to make it work because I really do regret it and I can't do it again um so it was kind of one of those things that I scrimped on and I wish I hadn't Thank you to Emma for those words. Uh, kind of weird asking her to do a, a review of her own wedding uh, and, and what was um, what went to plan for her and obviously what didn't. Um, but again, with her being a, a COVID postponed bride, I think it must have been extra hard um, purely because she had that extra time to wait. Um, so everything could really get on top of her and build up on the day because she's finally excited about marrying Jamie, the love of her life. Um, but yeah, again, listening to Amy there, uh, first off, I meant to say when she says she one of Jonathan's brides, um, I've only ever been married once. Um, I'm divorced now. However, uh, <clears throat> I don't have multiple brides. I just wanted just to clear that up just, just with the way that she said that. Um, yeah. So again, going back to thinking about what's, what's important to you and prioritizing your important, your importance, your importance is yours because of it's your day. Uh, like Emma mentioned, somebody said, did we get a group photo of everybody or this or group photo speeches? They didn't want that. So we didn't do that because it was their day. Um, and also the, the fact that I, I didn't stay for fireworks. Um, I was kind of pushing a little bit to, to Emma to say, yeah, you kind of, I think you want me to stay. Um, but obviously she didn't want me there. Um, but obviously now that the full story has come back on her gallery, um, it would have just finished off her full gallery. And obviously with her seeing other photos that I've done of sparklers and fireworks since she booked, um, I think I think that's where the, the kind of FOMO um, came from. But nonetheless, it was a beautiful, beautiful wedding, beautiful day. Lots of um, happy, smiley people. A um, little bit of rain, but again... Um, it cleared up very, very quickly. Uh, if you're interested in going to see it, so it's, it's Emma and Jamie on my website. So my website is www.jonathanflynnphotography.co.uk. Go down to blogs and find Emma and Jamie, uh, and you can see Emma and Jamie on there. Uh, that's it for today's podcast. Um, only a short one. Um, again, if you want to get in contact, uh, you can reach us on email at the Curious Bride Podcast 
at gmail.com. Uh, on Instagram, we are still on there at the underscore curious underscore bride underscore podcast. Um, and if there's anything that you want, you're wanting to know, drop me a, a voice note or an email with a question. Remember to leave your name and contact number. Um, and then obviously we can bring that up on the podcast. So for next week's podcast, we're going to be talking about how people find it easy to spend their money uh, and their budget based on a number of different factors. Now, this this will be a little bit biased as I'm a wedding photographer, but um, it's also a good way for you to think about how things are adding up price-wise and what you may or may not have realised due to the way that things are being sold to you. Um, but that's it for this week and I will speak to you again next week thanks for listening to the Curious Bride podcast if you want to get involved we're on mail at thecuriousbridepodcast at gmail.com also we're on Instagram at the underscore curious underscore bride underscore podcast feel free to send us any questions or advice that you have for anybody planning their wedding see you next week